Act to Live is sponsored by 3C Digital Media Network, LLC. Connect, communicate, and collaborate. That is the 3C way at 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. On this episode of the Act to Live podcast, we explore the skill of active listening with two guest stars, Dr. James Panico and Dr. Derek Daniels. How does active listening impact our brain? Come on, let's take a walk. Time we said we're breathless. This time we'll find a way. In dreams we walk through bolted doors. Fight, die, and live for you. Hey, Jamie, what is up today? Not too much. We've got some friends in the house. Friends. We have stars on this show. That's Amy. a good we point. Have stars, they stars just and friends. friends. They are friends who are stars, who are bright <laughs> and shining stars. Jamie, who are they? We have Dr. James Panico and Dr. Derek Daniels joining us today. This is really, really a treat, um, folks. Um, they are smart. They're 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 handsome. You know. So I mean, it it, it is. It's the whole like package, Jamie, on the on one show. I don't I know. know how to take that. I, I don't. Well, and it gives our listeners a break from listening to us. Thank which... God, because they need it. Yep. Yep. They absolutely need that, Jamie. So they are here and we're gonna talk about listening. What? Active listening. We're gonna talk about oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I planned that for like weeks. <laughs> that joke. Yes, Jamie, I am listening to you all the time. And I have to most of the time, but I I, I am listening to yes. Um, I don't give you much choice. No, you don't. Not at all. Um, so our guest, uh, James, like if you could, you know, just kind of uh, tell us a little bit about you. All right, sounds good. I I'm trying to think of what to say to follow an intro like that. It's uh, <laughs> it's a pretty high bar. Um, my name is James Panico, and I am an associate professor at Southern, Southern Illinois University Edwardsville. And people usually ask, where the heck is Edwardsville? And I tell them it's about 20 minutes outside of St. Louis on the Illinois side. Um, I've been here about 15 years, and I teach a variety of undergraduate and graduate courses. Um, and I supervise in our clinic as well. I um, just am honored to be part of, of this. Uh, thank you both for your amazing work that you do with this podcast. And um, I just, I look forward to, to talking about some listening today. Awesome. Thanks, James. He sure. is, he is just incredible. And he is now a full professor, folks, full. And if Whoa, you, that's congratulations, his, James. That's some hard work. I only hope and dream to be that dream. Someday. We'll see. I don't know. And Derek Daniels. Derek Daniels is a like um, friend of ours um, and James as well. And we have like known each other for God knows how long. Um, Derek, please, please um, tell us a bit about you, if you could. Absolutely. So thank you for having me. This was a fun time. So my name is Derek Daniels. I am an associate professor at Wayne State University 
in the communication sciences and disorders department. I've been at Wayne State for 14 years. I am a native of Houston, Texas. Houston. I love my city, yes. And I'm a speech language pathologist. I have been certified since 2002. Um, I teach undergraduate and graduate students. I supervise graduate student training. I'm also part of the clinical training team at Camp Shoutout, which you both know about. And yes, absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem. And thank you guys. Thank you both for being here. So our topic today is active listening. So it isn't just like listening, but the, the, the skill of active like listening. Um, and from like what I understand, it isn't like only about just like, you know, sitting there and saying, uh huh, uh huh, and you know, like, you know, uh huh, um, and nodding our head, but there's more to it. Um, if you guys like, um, like, um, like, um, like, 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 could explain just like what is active, um, um, listening. Sure, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Go, yeah, <laughs> you know, this, now this, you know, this is such an important topic, which is why you dedicated an, a, a podcast episode to it. But when, when I think of active listening, I think of a, a process that you know certainly has some of those verbal encouragers that you were um, kind of giving an example of, but just kind of a way to connect with somebody else or, or other people that, you know, works to improve basically mutual understanding. So, you know, when I look at it, you're, you're not just there kind of, you know, soaking in a lecture or, you know, something, you know, uh, other, you know, people might do. And, and there might be situations maybe where that is a little bit more um, uh, feasible or, or, but when I think of active listening, I think of a process that involves intentionality. Right, intentionality Ooh, like that, word. Um, that that you are doing on your part to connect with somebody else uh, and try to understand what they're saying, um, try to maybe understand where they're coming from, trying to understand emotionality. Uh, so that's sort of in a nutshell. That's what I think of uh, when I think of active listening. Intentionality, I love that word. <laughs> and connecting, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, and I think that's that's really interesting that those are the kind of like like parts of it is to you know try to bond with another person through like how you like how you listen to them. Yeah. Fantastic. On purpose too, like in a like, like a purposeful way. And Derek, I don't know if you had any more like thoughts about what it is, active listening. Yeah, I think I would echo everything that James just said. I think the connection and, and um, attentionality 
those are really uh, key words. And I think when I think of active listening, you know, it's 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 being all in. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's being free from distractions. So, you know, we live in a world where we have a lot of distractions. Oh man, we do. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's not you know, looking at your cell phone, it's not scrolling through your messages. It is um, making sure that that you have time. You're not thinking about what you're going to do next. You know, it's just being all in for the other person. And so, um, and like James said, you know, it's purposeful. It's attentionality. It's connecting with the other person. But part of that is just not being distracted and it's being all in. Being all in. You know what? I'm going to have that be the the like name of this like <laughs> episode is are you all in like listening because that's it. i mean it's it, it's it's perfect it makes me think you know we talk a lot on this podcast about mindfulness and being mindful and i can't help but think of the term mindfulness as you're both talking about active listening like being there, connected with that person, listening fully to what they're saying, not being distracted. I love that idea. You know, we've, we've all had moments probably, and myself included, you know, I'm not, I'm guilty of it too, is where, you know, we're thinking about what we have to do next, or oh, we have yeah. something else on our minds, and we're not completely all in, like we are listening on to some extent, but we're not fully present. So exactly. I think it's very, very purposeful. We have to really make an effort to act, to be all in with someone else. Definitely. Effort so, too. And that's the active like end of it too, right? Is it, it's not an easy thing to do all the time. Right. You know, it, 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 it takes effort. It takes energy. Takes um, practice. Takes practice. It is a skill <laughs> that that yeah. everyone can like do and hopefully like help with like you know. Now speaking of that kind of what are the you know like what are the the like the like the like benefits to um, practicing this skill for, you know, I don't know, our ourselves or our friends, family, or if we serve others, our clients, benefits of this. Sure, I'll go. You know, I think a, a benefit, a big benefit is that you learn about the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, you learn about what they need. Um, you know, there have been times where I know for myself, sometimes if I perceive that someone is not listening, then I might shut down. I might not offer up more information. So I think one benefit is that you really get to know what the other person is feeling with active yeah. listening. Yeah. yeah. Who they are, you know, too. Yeah. The feeling, They're- though their experiences, what their world looks like. Yeah. I like that. I like that. James, 
about you? Like, you know, like benefits, because there's got to be a lot of them, right? To like, like learning this skill of being actively, like, um, actively, like listening. Sure. You know what? It, it feels, I think one big benefit to me is that it, it just, it feels good to connect mm-hmm. with somebody. Right. I mean, I think that's how we're wired. But we are, we are beings who who connect in, in some way, shape, or form with others. And to kind of echo what, what Derek was saying, it's really difficult to meet the needs of somebody else and understand where they are mm-hmm. and understand what's important to them if this is all happening at a very superficial level. And when you engage in that act of listening, you are going to Right? You are going all in, you're going deeper. And that's where you can sort of peel back some of the layers to kind of really see, see, and not just hear the words, but kind of see inside somebody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I just kind of want to go back to that first point. It, it just, it feels good. Almost like a rush of in, uh, endorphins or something like that. To, when you really feel like it's, it's it's happened at a level that unfortunately maybe doesn't happen as often and when we're dealing with clients and family members and and issues that are so important to them and their communication it just seems like there really is no other viable way to do it other than you know really engaging in that active listening process with them yeah i love that idea of you know allowing them to dig deeper and connecting to the fact that it it can feel good and feel therapeutic. I mean, I think we've all found ourselves in situations where we've wanted to share something important and we can just feel that the other person isn't listening or that somehow they keep turning it back to them and then sharing about themselves. And it's like, wait a second, I just wanted to really have that space to open up and share this with you versus, you know, we've had experiences with someone who's really listening and giving us that space. And after it's like, whew, I just got that out there. Yeah. And, and just thinking, how often have we needed that space Yes, in our lives and we don't get it? Or somebody else, know. we don't give it, right? Yeah. We don't give it. Yeah. That's a good point. About- I mean, I, I, I tell my students all the time, probably your best evaluation measure or tool is your interview with the, or your conversation with the person, mm-hmm. you know, like sometimes I'll just play just maybe three minutes of an interview um, in an in, in evaluation. And I said, just in three minutes, I'm going to stop the tape. What have you learned? And so much comes out of that. I mean, we can learn so much just from a three to five minute conversation about what a person needs versus how they might score on a test or a measure of, of, of their speech. And like James said, it feels good. It feels good to know that you've been listened to. Yeah. And it's like, as the active listener, letting go of your own agenda. And I think for students, that's something that can sometimes be challenging. I'll tell my students, it's okay to not know what to say next or to not have a plan. Because if you're planning, you're not active listening. Just being there with that person. There's another human sitting across from you, right? And sometimes you might think that you know what the person's going to say next because maybe you've seen a whole lot of people in your career and you think, well, I don't really know what this story is going to be about, but you might not. So in those cases, it can be really hard to actively listen because, you know, a client starts to say something about the phone 
And you might think, oh yeah, I already know that people start to have trouble with the phone. But I mean, we have to listen to that person's experience with the phone. So it's not presuming that you know what the person's gonna say next. Yeah, I think to kind of hit on that, I think, I think as, as clinicians, we can all sort of agree on the fact that the story always changes. Mm-hmm. The story is constantly evolving, yeah. it, it changes. And um, right, even if you have two individuals with the same disorder, same age, same, I don't know, you could factor in five other variables that are the same, it's still going to be significantly different because it's that person's experience in their own shoes. Right. And that's what makes it unique, unique to them. And if we're just going to apply sort of a blanket, well, you know, I've heard this before, or yeah, maybe you've heard something similar, but you know, again, it goes back to meeting the needs, right? Unless you actively connect with that person, it's, it's just, it's going to remain a very superficial type of relationship. Oh, totally. Well, and I think sometimes when people have that space, they might be surprised by what they share because they're working through things and talking through things. And it's like, whoa, I'm kind of solving my own problems because you're giving me the space and you're making me feel safe and accepted to do so. Absolutely. And that's so powerful. Yeah. And and having that space, um, you know, it feels as if active listening in some way is tied to like empathy. Mm. Is that right, guys? Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. So interesting, you know. Um, so how does it kind of like, um, how does empathy like, um like tie into this again skill active like listening because that's that's interesting to me you know <clears throat> i think it's it's really getting a sense of how something impacts somebody and getting a sense of that emotionality and allowing themselves to tap into it or by virtue of questions you're asking or how you're going about sort of navigating that interview or that conversation with them and just striking on that emotionality and um, kind of like Jamie said, uh, you give somebody that space and just, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're going to unlock. And sometimes to the surprise of yourself and to the surprise of the person themselves um, who's, who's telling it, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's, it's a really important uh, process because if, if they're dealing with the challenges of some communication issue, right? You think of the impact on their daily life. You think of the impact on their maybe vocation, the impact of their um, relationships with friends, and peers, and family, and just the, that complex dynamic. Um, you know, there, there's going to be emotionality with that. So I think really sort of connecting, connecting with that piece. Yeah, I mean, I echo all of all of what James said. And again, empathy, like you said, is huge to active listening. I mean, it's essentially putting yourself in someone else's shoes. I mean, all of us, I think, are, I think it's the idea, you know, I, I heard a speaker once who was talking about um, these, um, some of these issues and, you know, it's, 
as if, you know, we can't assume that because things are fine for us that they're fine for everyone else. Mm. You know, everyone has a different journey and we all have advantages. We all have disadvantages and active listening is just really is putting yourself into someone else's shoes and sort of seeing what life is like from their um, side of the fence, so, so to speak. And so you get at that empathy through active listening. Yeah, if I, if I could just piggyback off of that real quick. I know, you know, we have just that experience of sharing nuggets of wisdom with students and you hope they take it to heart. <laughs> and, listen. And, and, one, and one of the things, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's an incredible thing when, you know, everybody's sort of in sync on the same page. Um, I, I tell my students, I, I can't recall which class. I feel like I tell it in multiple classes. So maybe they've heard it more than once is, what, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a technician or do you want to be a clinician? Oh, and, I love that. I know. I, I just, I think that's why I say it because I just I love <laughs> how it sounds. I mean, you know, and not even just with fluency disorders, anything that we do, there's going to be strategies. You got to know the strategies. Maybe somebody implements a strategy, something to help them through whatever it is they're working through, some daily activity or whatnot, or something in class or, or whatever that might be. But the clinician, the clinician treats the whole person. Mm-hmm. Whereas the technician, I think, focuses on, you know, just very, very specific aspects or just a, a piece, a very narrow, a more narrow piece of, of the process. So, yeah, I mean, I can't recall how many times it's a lot where, you know, parents have expressed that emotionality and have, have cried, clients have cried share that emotion and mm-hmm. that release that release is um, so beneficial because who knows how long it's been um, uh, sort of built up inside of them and, and uh, how many opportunities they've really had to to share those thoughts so yeah, yeah that emotionality empathy active listening treating the whole person it's all it's all connected all interconnected. There was one thing that Derek said, the idea that, you know, you don't necessarily know what someone else's journey looks like. I just think that's so powerful. You know, everyone's had their own unique experiences. And at the same time, we all have some kind of story, right? We all know what it feels like to be happy or to be sad or to experience joy or to struggle. And, you know, I think sometimes people are worried about listening or worried about people opening up and, and sharing this emotion because it's like, I don't know what to do or I don't know what to say when really, you know, just being there as another person with that individual is so powerful. And the fact that, you know, we all have more in common than we have differences, right? Absolutely. And so we can be there as humans connecting together and we don't have to know what to say just sharing that space with that person. Right. Yeah. right. And even sometimes I think uh, Brene Brown says this, where she says, you know, you know, you can just say, you know, I don't know what to say right now. I'm just glad you told me. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love her. I quote her almost every Absolutely. other episode. <laughs> it's a go-to person for me. Yes. Oh. That's a good one too. And I, you know, I, I think it's hard sometimes to not 
assume what a person like will say too you know and it's hard to you know like practice that skill of sometimes like waiting you know Mm. and that is part of this active listening you know is to kind of take yourself out in your like ego and just allowing another person to say anything but to like be there for them with them um you know um and that's hard in a world that moves so fast in you know where we are constantly on the go um where we think that we don't have time to pause and listen Mm -hmm. this skill is is needed i think even more now more now than probably ever you know before and giving i think sometimes people go into this fix it mindset you know, and I think it comes from a good place. You know, you're talking to someone and they just want to solve your problem. They want to make it better. But realizing that it's not our job to fix anything, right? Our job is to be there for family, to be there for friends, to be there for our clients, not not fix it. Yeah, Scott, I was thinking about what you just said, uh, you know, about, you know, we think that there's not, that there's no time, right? But I think that's where the intentionality comes in. Mm-hmm. The time is there. You just have to be willing and and intent on letting it happen. The time is there. It seems like there's no time, but there's time. I mean, there really is time. There is. And in hindsight, you know, it's you sort of get into that reflective mindset of how could I have done that better? Mm-hmm. How yeah. could I? So, um, you know, if 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 you've got time to reflect, then you have time to do it in the moment, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, oh, oh that's really that's a really great point about you know. The, so I think this idea of and and like you said also with uh, just kind of the events of the world happening right now, sort of compounding on everything <laughs> that's already sort of in existence. <laughs> yeah. um, we all need it. We all yeah. need. It. Yeah. I love what James said about thinking about how to, you know, do something differently. Like I, I know there are times where my clients have said something to me, but I felt like I, I felt like I needed to respond right away with something. So I kind of missed what they were saying a little bit. But maybe if I had, had to do that over again, I could have said, you know, let me think about that. That's a really good question, and I want to think about it some more before I give you my answer or before I respond to it. Mm-hmm. So why don't I take, why don't I just think about, I want to think about what you just said for um, a second and I'll come back to it. I mean, I could have just said that probably, Jen, trying to think of a response <laughs> in the moment and then missing what they're trying to communicate to me. But it's just the idea of trying to fix it in the moment that sometimes I think is, gets in the way of active listening. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point right there. And that can be for like anybody, like even a... Yeah friend or you know like you know um family where you know where they are like telling us about something happening to them and our first instinct is to yeah okay so how do i help you not be upset right now you know (laughs) 
and we think it involves us doing like saying something yeah. like you know instant hug you know oh yeah you know it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> when instead I, I i would think most of the time a person just wants to talk or vent you know and let it out and have another person there to just you know like 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 listen to whatever comes out of them you know a release you know and that's challenging for the person like listening who just wants to help but the act of listening is is helpful and it's doing that is it's doing something you know and like derek said you know it's a skill and so we're we're always practicing and growing right we're we know when we're in situations when people don't listen to us like i remember telling my husband who's a problem solver okay i'm gonna vent that means i don't want you to talk (laughs) until i'm done but then we find ourselves sometimes you know being the person trying to fix it as well and so it's a skill for all of us that we're all learning and growing in evolving through yes evolving evolving through through. um now it would not be an act to live episode if we did not talk about the brain just a little bit a little bit just a little Uh, just a little just a little bit not much just a little um what are um some of the effects on the brain when a person's like actively engaged in you know like listening you guys just a little bit on the brain i think i think, I think we can give i think we can fulfill that <laughs> scott's got to bring up the brain every episode every episode the brain is is an is an amazing uh, amazing thing and uh, I know that there is research out there that um, when you're engaged in active listening, it uh, it activates uh, reward centers in the brain. I'm sure if you put somebody in uh, like an F- fMRI or something, you'd see all this sort of lighting up activity. Um, so, you know, it's it, the brain is like this. This is a good. This is a good thing. Like <laughs> keep going. <laughs> and, and you know it, this idea that you know if, as as clinicians, if we practice this active listening, this mindful listening, then you know it's it it is perceived, um, or the experience of that is perceived as as a reward. So um, why not give the brain what it wants? <laughs> that's what I that's what I say. Sounds like a win-win. <laughs> it's, it's, it, 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 it is a win-win. And I think that kind of goes back to how, how we're wired, right? And mm-hmm. how we're, you know, some things are, you know, just sort of meant to be and supposed to happen. I think active listening is, is one of those. So there, there really yeah. isn't a, there are effects on the brain. Absolutely. So what you're saying is that active, like active and listening is like me eating like um, chocolate. And that's fantastic because I could save so much 
money and weight by just improving how I like listen to people. James, that's lovely. I, 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 I I'm excited. I mean, do you have you just like a, listen with chocolate? I mean, do you have like a bag of Hershey's Kisses. Do you have some Hershey's Kisses right, right where you are right now. I mean, there's, there's some chocolate on the table. Hey, I cannot say. I will not confirm that. Um, or deny that either. Yeah, just start listening to people while eating chocolate and your brain's not going to know what to do. Overload. Overload. <laughs> Overload of like happiness and joy is, is what Research that is. study right I have to there. Do both. I'm going to do all. <laughs> Scott's brain on listening and chocolate. That's brilliant. All right. I'm in. <laughs> well, what I want to know, guys, since we've kind of talked a little bit about how active listening is a skill and that no one's perfect at it. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure that some of us are close to perfect, Jamie. Not, come on. You have to be. <laughs> just going to ignore that. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What are things that we can do to help us practice to become better active listeners? You got some tips for us, maybe? Yeah, you know, I think just being aware of distractions, yeah. distractions, you know, um, time, how much time you have, you know, if you're listening to someone, do you have the time to actually sit and listen to that person? Or do you only have like a minute or two? Mm -hmm. um, things like cell phones, that's a very, very popular distraction. Um, things like being free of judgment. Um, mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I've sort of learned is that when people are trying, when people are telling you something, they're trying to communicate to you something about how they feel. And so can you say to yourself, I wonder what that feels like? You know, sometimes someone is telling you something, you can process it on an intellectual level, but do you process it on a feelings level, if that makes sense? Like, can you identify with the feeling that the person is trying to communicate? So I get, I think that's probably was, is what I would say is, can I identify with the feeling and can you minimize distractions? I love that. Allowing yourself to go deeper. That's right. the empathy piece, right? Really putting yourself in that person's shoes and understanding the feeling and experience. Feeling, yeah. I love that, Derek. I would, I would say, you know, as far as tips and certainly everything Derek said, um, you know, just being able to provide some of those verbal and, and just nonverbal cues, you know, oh. something as simple of how, how you're sitting. Are you lean back with your arms crossed or are you leaning in? So I think, I think to kind of echo what was said at the beginning, I think when, you, when, you're, when you're all in, as far as a listening perspective, I, I think you're sort of leaning. I think your body reflects that. Your body posture reflects that. So you're leaning in. You know, you're you're reflecting on what somebody is saying. You know, you're you're paraphrasing what somebody says. If if you're passively listening, then the content of what they're saying may or may not be of, of value to you. Like maybe yeah. how you perceive it. Um, but actively listening when you are trying to build that connection and you are reflecting, it's the, the, here's what I, here's what I this is what I hear you telling me. This this is mm -hmm. you know to 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 really kind of reflect back on what somebody. Uh, is saying to you, um, and and also uh, giving that person just ways to expand on things that they said. You know, showing that what they are saying and being really genuine about it is is a value to you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just being supportive in that way. And I think one thing that uh, is super important is just kind of the, the old saying of uh, silence, silence is golden, right? Knowing, knowing when to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. And know just, just knowing when to, and we've talked about that, like not turning it around and, and necessarily making it about you, but just mm-hmm. knowing that when somebody is in that process of sharing or giving them that time to process, I mean, when you're, if I, if I have never met you before, I don't know what you're going to ask me. So unless I have sort of a predetermined list of questions, then I'm going to need some time to pray. And we, when we talk about that with our, with our, with our students and as we work with clients, it's this added, adding some processing time, wait, wait those few extra moments. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can see the wheels turning. It gives them a chance to give you that extra supplemental information that maybe goes a little bit deeper than just maybe that quick line they gave you. So yeah, just, just knowing when to let them do the talking and, and not and not you and not us. Five stars to what James just said. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> and waiting, you know, and James, like you had said earlier, the time is there. You you have the time. You you do, you know, and it doesn't take long, does it? I mean, it's what, you know, a minute, possibly, you know? Sure. Wait, just just wait. And this is such an important, important skill. I mean, how many times has a, like, friend, you know, family called, you know, and said, I'm upset, you know, and if we just like wait and let them talk and the only thing that that you know we are like saying is i want to know more tell me more i am all in see is see how i can get back around because that's that's awesome because i am all in i'm here you know and not try and like fix it and solve it but just 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 wait and be all in. And now you're learning everything about them. So if they want you to help you, you know more, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of feeds into it now. Um, so it's I waiting, patience, patience. Patience is something that, again, another really important skill that ties into being effective at actively like listening. Um, This is such a great like topic and area and we could keep talking about this for hours and hours and hours and we probably will again. Mm -hmm. So I'm just letting you know that this will happen again. Um, But are there any, um, quotes that that um that that you guys um like a lot that um inspire you to you know keep like practicing active listening 
Sure. Um, you know, quotes, quotes are always great. Quotes kind mm -hmm. of help sort of center you as far as, you know, what, where the mindset and the focus should be. I've got two that stand out um, that I share with my students and, and uh, especially in, in the counseling class, the counseling class that I teach. Uh, the first one, and both are sort of, uh, uh, you know, a, a little, a little witty, um, but uh, I think important nonetheless. The first one is Mark Twain, uh, who said, if we were supposed to talk more than listen, we would have been given two mouths and one ear. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's so good. <laughs> I, I always, I've, I've always loved that one. And then so good. my second one is Ernest Hemingway. When people talk, listen completely. Most people never listen. Uh, and I think it underscores a lot of a, a lot of what we we've talked about, mm -hmm. and, and, and kind of goes back to are we are we being intentional about what we're doing? So those are the those are my two fav, favorites. And classic, you know, yeah. writers. I mean, you can't. I mean, don't <laughs> Mark Twain doesn't get any better. Yeah, it's <laughs> ah, good stuff. Um, Derek, how about you? Inspirational, um, like quotes. Yes, I will share a quote by Larry King. Oh, Larry King! Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Larry King says, "I remind myself every morning." Nothing I say this day will teach me anything. So if I'm going to learn, I must do it by listening. Oh, oh wow. Very wow. Learning by listening. Oh. Learning by listening. And he was, I mean, he was the like um, best at it. You know, the king. There you go. And he would often say, you know, if I'm ever talking to someone, I'm not going to get anywhere by arguing arguing with that person because it's just mm. it's, it then it's just about it's just about you trying to validate your own position you really have to listen you have to listen yeah wow <laughs> you know scott yeah this makes me think yes and james and derek i don't know if we've told you this but we do an action event or an action question at the end of every episode so something for our listeners to try and so i'm kind of thinking as we're talking that maybe we su should suggest that everyone puts aside some distractions find somebody in their life that they're close to and really just Ooh. allows that person to talk and gets to practice that skill of being an active listener i love that yes that's a good one jamie yeah. i and like it it can pay tremendous tremendous dividends right yeah. because once, once you allow that to happen, that relationship goes to another level. Oh, man. So as the clinical or other relationship process moves along, it's not a client, that allows more opportunity to, to have some of those tougher conversations, those deeper conversations, those, those, those sharing, those thoughts and feelings that wouldn't normally come out. And good. that's when good things happen. That's when good things really happen. And like you said earlier, James, like now we need it more than ever, right? So many people aren't around their support network. And so just imagining calling up somebody and saying, hey, how are you? Yeah. Let's chat. I've got time. It could just be huge for that person in that relationship. That would be the best feeling ever for someone. 
just to get a phone call from someone to say, how are you doing? Yes. The world's crazy a, right now. Yeah. There was a, a Scott, you know, those books, Derek, the, the Zen of listening, uh -huh. uh, Rebecca Schaefer. And uh, there was just something I came across kind of flipping through the book the other day. And it was just a sentence she said, kind of echoes everything we've talked about. It says, listening intently, even for one minute, is one of the nicest gifts we can give to another human being. Oh, uh, that gave me goosebumps. That, oh just my goodness. Melt, that just melts, like everything just melts. <laughs> nicest <laughs> gift. You know what? And we're going to end there because you, you, you know, yeah, I mean, how do like you. It's like a mic drop. <laughs> it's a mic drop, <laughs> gonna, folks. That's our, that, that's our show. See ya. Done. <laughs> Done toast. Um, but first, you know, like, thank you guys very much, um, Dr. James. Like, uh, Dr. James, like, uh, um, like Panico and, and Dr. Derek. Um, and like Daniel's um, stars here um, today. Um, oh, great to share this time with you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very much. Thank you for allowing us to be there with you two stars. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure yeah. being part of this with all of you. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Everyone out there, have an awesome day, afternoon, and week, and we will be back um, again. Thanks. Take care. Act to Live is sponsored by 3C Digital Media Network, LLC. Connect, communicate, and collaborate. That is the 3C way at 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. Thank you for walking with us on this journey of life. Act to Live is a place where we can observe everyday life, pose questions, and facilitate conversations together. Our hope is that by participating in this podcast and connecting with each other, we can all become the best versions of ourselves and learn from each other's stories and experiences. You can find us on acttolive.com, Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, the Android Podcast app, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you stream your podcasts. We've also just joined Patreon and YouTube, so be sure to check those out when you have some time. Thank you for listening and sharing time with us. And as always, come on, let's take a walk together. My dear, grow.